nights when one drink with the girls turns into a bottle, but you need your car for brunch the next day. There's pickup. Or at Friday work drinks, where you don't want to leave your car with expensive tools at the pub. There's pickup. Don't miss out on the fun. Get a pickup. Simply book on our app and we'll pick you up to drive you and your car home. Two drivers arrive, one drives you home in your car, and the other driver follows. Download the Pickup app today. That's PKUP and wake up worry free. Hi, I'm Jack LeBrock. Hi, I'm David Reynolds. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel. There has been so much written, so much said, and a lot probably more unsaid and unwritten about this impending sale. Uh, Craig, uh, it's obviously a fascinating time. You've been around this business long enough to know that this is another big giant uh, step for the series to be potentially for Archer to be selling up. Yes, and of course, having seen what happened when the teams sold their 75 or part of their 75 percent and Tony Cochran's SEL sold their 25 to Archer and the ducks and drakes that were going on all around that potential sale it's interesting this time to ask some questions about will the teams want more control or have they worked out that not having control but having influence through the commissions and the board is actually as productive as what it was when they were the major risk holders if you like running supercars uh, and taking the majority of the uh, of the risks and the chances with how the sports run yeah, from all i'm gathering it seems as though that the next buyer or next owner of supercars in the series is going to be far more um, involved in the series than Archers. They're not going to be abrogating their responsibilities. They're going to be involved in it, much in the same style as has been mooted by uh, Tim Miles of a Liberty style who came in and bought uh, Formula One. So I think that's a real benefit. Now, we we know of at least two, and um, as uh, Ross Stone spoke about, there are potentially far more um, with their feet underwater going like hell, uh, looking to buy into the series. But one of the good things is that it seems likely that there are people who know what motor racing is, a Mark Scaife, an Alan Gow, a Paul Morris. That's quite different to what uh, was there in the past. Do you agree? It's going to be a fascinating situation to see which way they might go. Will they go for investment? Will they go for marketing? Will they want to try and return control to teams? They're three very different strategies. And then on top of that, you have a situation where do they want to try and keep it in Australia and the ownership in Australia, or do they want to try and get some capital out of an international market and then have the potential to reinvigorate their international plans, which have you know, COVID aside, had pretty much fallen by the wayside. In fact, yeah, it was under James Warburton, of course, who's now at Channel 7 um, and probably responsible for the category being dragged away from Channel 10, who'd run out of money anyway. But now at 7, where Warburton uh, had already put in place to 
concentrate domestically. He, uh, uh, I think this was probably just post-GFC sort of times and that time when they were trying to consolidate the series. And I think archers were fully in accord with not trying to run off to uh, race in Bahrain and US and all the other places that they did race. Much as uh, I enjoyed enormously the international uh, time, it, it could well be that uh, uh, having an internationally based marketing company or one that has the foresight to look overseas, um, it would certainly uh, add something to it. Um, as part of that probably would be far more uh, free-to-air television as uh, another component will be needed to the equation. It is interesting, though, if you if you take that point and extrapolate it, the fact that we don't have large numbers of international races has probably boded well through this COVID period where they haven't lost a significant chunk of income because they haven't been able to go overseas and fulfil contracts. So it's, it's quite interesting how one thing that was seen as, oh, this is fantastic, expanding supercars internationally, that rationalisation to make it a domestic series and to, and to focus in on that has probably been a saving grace over the last 18 months. Indeed. And obviously uh, we've got to get ready for uh, Gen 3 and uh, all that comes with that. Um, we've got to think that uh, a push to uh, lower the cost for the racing to uh, make the cars uh, be more competitive, even though they're very close in qualifying trim. Racing at times uh, gets professional because the cars can't race close enough. Um, yeah, all in all, I think that Supercars is in a better shape this year, even during this COVID of 2021, and um, that uh, with the pros- prospect that it could be owned by people who are motorsport people, it has uh, great chances for a, a, a bright brighter future than it was, say, two or three years ago. Mm. And I'm, I return to an interview we did on Inside Motorsport some time ago when we spoke to Cameron Kelleher, who uh, has left IMG in England to move back to the FIA. But when you think about his experiences in international motorsport, there is a wealth of big companies that can really promote your uh, motorsport series, not only on a national scale, but can probably bring that marketing machine into their regional office down here in Australasia. All right. Well, that's it for Inside Supercars. I mean, this is obviously a very fast-moving train in that, uh, as I mentioned, I'd I'd heard somewhere that there could be some news that was possibly going to be delivered in Darwin and is now uh, going to be given to the team owners in Townsville. Uh, It should be only a matter of uh, hours or maybe days. Afterwards, we'll know uh, a lot more what's going to go on in the series in the future. But let's just hope that the COVID things have settled enough in Queensland and in Victoria that the teams can get away to race there and uh, we'll have some good racing and plenty of news in the near future. So thanks for watching and listening to Inside Supercars. It's thank you from Tony Whitlock. And good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. 
The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited.